Hey, I'm Paul. And I'm Chad. And you're listening to Bad Marketing Sucks. And we're on a mission to eradicate bad marketing one business at a time. Alex, welcome to Bad Marketing Sucks. It's great to have you here. How have you been? Really good, guys. Really good. How are you? Doing pretty well. Doing well. Doing well. So what uh, what have you been up to lately? And uh, what, what do you do in this world of marketing? Well, what we help the companies do, and primarily B2B companies do, is build trust uh, through video content and help them attract their dream clients. So we're trying to help companies become the number one brand in their space. So we developed strategies, uh, how we're going to create the content, what channels, what type of content, build out the entire workflows for them. And then we sometimes, in, in many cases, help them execute with some of the editing and the actual work itself. Very cool. So how long have you been, uh, been at this gig? I've been at it now for three and a half years. So it's, I was just thinking about that earlier today. It's like, man, it's flown by. But at the same time, it feels like I've been doing this forever. So, yeah. uh, you know, how the marketing world is, this shit changes fast, man. So it's like one year, it's like, feels like 10 years. Oh, without no a doubt. doubt. No doubt. So what do you find in, in your experience and what you've encountered so far of the biggest pitfalls? I mean, we, if you think of, man, bad marketing sucks, what does that mean to you? Well, to me, bad marketing is, and if you look at 99% of companies, or let's just call it 90, 95% of companies, they don't even have a content strategy. So if I talk to a company and I'm like, lay out your content strategy for me, one, two, three, four, five, and how that's how you're executing and how that's bringing in business results, building the brand, most companies don't have an answer. They'll tell you things like, you know, well, we're, we're doing some LinkedIn posting, you know, we've got a couple videos up on the website, but there's no like, hey, every single week we've got a plan and we are executing it and we know exactly what we need to do next and we know exactly what to look for in terms of KPIs, results, you know, how we're gonna measure it, that kind of stuff. Most companies don't even have that, but I'll tell you the biggest problem with marketing, especially with the B2B companies, is that they don't understand their customer all that well, right? Mm -hmm. So when I sit down on a call, a discovery call, and I ask the company like, hey, walk me through your customer buyer journey. How do your customers buy? What decision criteria do they use? Do they filter that through? What are some of the common questions that they have? How do they get to you to a meeting in the first place? What are some of the different channels they would come from? What do they look for on your website? You know, what type of content are they researching on places like YouTube and Google and TikTok and you know, LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't understand that. So it's like, how can you put together a content marketing strategy when you don't understand what your con what your customers want in terms of the content or where they're going to even consume it in the first place. So that's probably the biggest miss right there is a lack of a real content strategy and then a lack of really understanding your core customer. So if like you're listening to this right now, a good exercise would be to go to your talk to three groups of people. Number one, talk to on discovery calls and your prospects, get some information around, hey, how'd you get here today? You know, maybe they're filling out a form when they book a call. How'd you first discover us? What made you, you know, book a call with us versus some of the other options? Or did you go to the other options? Then you, the second group is you want to talk to recent customers, right? That just signed up. Go back and, go back and ask them, hey, what made you sign up with us versus the other options? What right. type of information or research did you do before signing up with us? What was the driving or aha moment, you know, the factor, whatever it might be that made you say, I got to work with this company. 
And then the last group would be go talk to current customers that have been with you for a while. Maybe some are good, maybe some are not so good and pull that information in as to, hey, why are you guys still with us? What, what, what do you really like about working with us? Why is our service unique? What are some things you don't really like or you wish we did differently? You, you're just gonna get a ton of great content ideas from if you go straight to the source. Yeah. Right, right. And do you find this to be stand true with even with the largest companies or the bigger companies? I mean, they still don't have a good you know, uh, system in place? The problem with large companies when it comes to marketing is they're too slow to adapt new things that are happening in the marketplace, as you probably know. Right. They're scared to take a chance or they're fearful mm -hmm. to take a risk or get outside of their comfort zone of, from what they've been doing the past out 10 the years. Right. Out of the sure. box. They're not thinking out of the box. They're not <laughs> unleashing their creativity because right. it's got to go through 20 different approvals. And then they're worried about, well, if we say this or someone says something wrong, is that going to create a, a lawsuit opportunity or right. is that going to put us at a risk? Especially and so what happens is, yeah, right. Yeah, they yeah. just they just keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting mm -hmm. different results, and it doesn't work. The content game has changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that uh, when you have these conversations, because that's not easy to go talk to your customers? How what, what kind of reception do you have on that? I mean, because you know when we think about like marketing, it's always the final output that most people gravitate gravitate to, but there's a lot yeah. to it prior to hitting send, you know, deploying that, that the assets. So what, when you, when you're talking to people and you say, go talk to your customers, what, what's their response like? Yeah. I mean, most people are scared to talk to their customers and get good insights for marketing because they're worried that the customer is going to point out something they're doing wrong they or they're worried the that is they don't want the truth. They're scared of the truth. You can't handle the truth. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that kind of thing. Right. And, and Hey, look, let's, let's, yeah. let's be, let's be honest here. Right. I feel that way sometimes too. You guys <laughs> oh, probably do too. Right. We're so humans. yeah, of course. yeah of it's humans. Right. It's, it's almost like, Hey, things are going well with the customers. They're repeating every month. They're, you know, payments are on time. Let's not ruffle the feathers too much. Yeah. Let's just keep doing the work. But the reality is, is that the more you communicate, you'll identify things that, wow, I didn't realize, like I was talking to a customer the other day, we actually are, we've become friends and I was at their, I was at a barbecue with them. And I mentioned, I was talking about the LinkedIn content and what we're helping them with and stuff and, and the videos and whatnot. And he said, you know, we, we just want a customer because of the content. Someone reached out to me in my DMs and said, Hey, I've been seeing your content. I'd love to talk with you. And they just booked a, a decent sized deal from it. And I'm thinking, oh man, I'm so glad I asked. I'm so glad I dove deep on this at the barbecue even, like right. once we got past all the personal stuff because I never would have known that. So you, you, got, you can't expect your customers to tell you all this information. And on the flip side, what would you rather have happen? Would you rather go to your customer and learn about the opportunities that you have or maybe the misses that you have right now, the mistakes maybe that you're making? Or would you rather not know about it and they'll have the conversations without you, and then Someone they'll just can't, and then they'll just yeah. cancel services, yeah. and they'll be talking right. to some other company. And then you're so it's to like you either what happened. Yeah. you either address it on the front end, and you get great insights, which creates better content for you, and you keep customers longer, you keep them happy, or you don't, and you don't have content, and then you end up losing customers on the back end. Yeah, and I'll tell you a quick story of asking, just asking that type of question: what what challenges are you facing? Um, I we had a client that. Um, we did ask the question, you know, we grew up here and asked the question. We learned that one of the biggest obstacles of their business was permitting as a, as a commercial contractor. And because of permitting, they were not going in as much as they wanted to uh, in their marketing efforts because it's such a huge thing. But we knew somebody on the city council, so we're getting that resolved. But just by asking that question, we were asking it from a, 
hey, we're helping you with your marketing perspective. But they told us what their big obstacle was, and we just happened to know somebody. Um, and it's, it's amazing what just asking that question can uncover. Yeah. And it's going to unlock tons of opportunity for us, but tons more opportunity for them as well. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Nobody wants to talk about the pink elephant in the room for some reason. I don't <laughs> that's know right. why that is. It's weird, you know? And well, sometimes just, that's it's, the best thing you can do. You know? It is. It's just easier. It's easier to just keep moving forward and to, to not look at something that maybe is a little bit broken or off. It's easier just to say, hey, let's just keep going. Let's just not look at it. Let's not address right. it. Yeah. Keep your head yeah. down. Now, <laughs> your content, I've, I've really been enjoying your content. So... You've been at this three and a half years. How did you get here? Well, actually, I started creating videos on YouTube back in uh, 2015, 16, and it was a short stint. I created maybe 12 videos. I had no strategy. I didn't have a lot of confidence. I was scared to be myself on camera. I made a few YouTube videos. I was in corporate at the time. My work kind of colleagues found out about it and made mention of it at this big meeting. I was like trying to cover my face and oh, like, ah, boy. it was like this announcement. They're like, Alex is creating oh, YouTube no. videos. And I'm thinking, oh God, <clears throat> you know what's so weird about that though? My confidence level has risen so much since then where now if someone said, hey, Alex is creating YouTube videos, I'd be like, you're damn right I am. And you better yeah, subscribe right. to the channel because they're valuable <laughs> as shit. Like, and my you're going to get Good. You're going to get a ton of value from it. So yeah, you, 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 you yeah. subscribe right now. So yeah. that's the difference. And I'll tell you the thing that changed is that I realized like when I first started creating those videos on YouTube, I ended up quitting a couple months later because like I would send them out to potential customers and they were value-based videos. I'm sure they weren't very good, but they were a value-based company trying to help my customers at the time solve their problems and, you know, create solutions for them. And I remember getting a couple, I'd send them out via email to prospects I was trying to land to current customers, whatever. And I remember getting a couple of emails back from people being like, hey, please take me off your email list. I'm like, there is no email list, but I will never send these to you again. Okay, so you're good. Um, but I got, I got to, I was like, I don't even know what an email list is at this point. I was a B2B sales rep. I'm like, I'm just sending you a link and an email. But I got discouraged. I got razzed a little bit for at work because of it. And I just, my purpose at that time wasn't big enough. My mission wasn't big enough to where I said, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about this. I'm doing this. I'm staying focused and I'm, I'm, I'm staying the path. And I think later on, 2019, back to your question is how I kind of ended up here today. 2019, I decided finally, I'm going to get serious with this and I want to build this life. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to start my own company. I'm not going to do this by being a chicken shit. I'm not going to do this by, you know, hiding behind the curtains and being scared to put myself out there. And my purpose just became so big and the mission was so strong that I thought, you know, I don't care what everyone else thinks. I don't care. I'm doing my thing and I'm putting in a couple years worth of work and I'm going to see where it takes me. And I, you know, started on LinkedIn creating video content and it wasn't easy. They weren't good in the beginning. It took me a while to get things going, but eventually I got things going. And then I was able to quit my corporate job, do this full time in July, 2020. And we've been growing ever since. Yeah. And you feel like a new man, right? I feel like I'm more myself. I understand who I am at my core more than I ever have before. <clears throat> and um, my confidence is high because of that, because I, I know who I am and why I am that way and my values. And I know where I'm going in life. I don't have all the answers. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But I think confidence and self-esteem comes from knowing who you are and, and going out there and living it, actually yeah, putting in the work. Yeah, being comfortable with who you are. Being okay exactly. with who you are as a person. Yeah, I and I'll tell you that. what, it, it's almost, it's less about you being comfortable with who you are and it's more you, you not caring so much about what other people 
think of you, right? It's like in our own space by ourselves in our house, we're cool with being ourselves. But then we get out in public and we start making a video and all of a sudden now I'm in the park and people are walking by and I'm thinking, oh, I'm like nervous to make this video. I don't want to be myself. Yeah, I'm like going to be right. shy. I'm going to fix right. the tripod, you know? Like, yeah. why is that, right? Like, why are we letting outside influences dictate, you know, how we show up every single day? And I think once you can kind of get past that mental hurdle, you really become unstoppable. Right. Yeah, and they're not thinking about us, really. Those people <coughs> no. passing in the park, they're thinking about, I've got to go get milk. My yeah. wife told me to get <laughs> yes. this up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. the thing, man. They have nothing to do with your life. And in fact, I would, even, <laughs> I would even argue that if they are thinking about you, they're probably thinking something along the lines of, that person's courageous. I wish I yeah. could film in public like that. Yes. Like they're going exactly. for it. They're putting yeah. themselves yeah. out there, right? Yeah. It's but motivating. What do we, it's motivating. Yeah. Right. But what do we think? Well, we just have this story, this narrative that we tell ourselves that, oh, they're probably judging us. They're probably wondering what the hell we're doing and who we are. Like they probably can hear me stutter through my, you know, my video. And it's just not the case. People are living their lives. They're doing their thing. And so you got to do yours. Yeah. Absolutely. Brene Brown talks about that. I don't know if you've ever read of any of her stuff. But mm. the stories we tell ourselves, and it's the stories we tell ourselves are almost never correct. Right. Ever. No doubt. It's exactly. That, tape that goes around in your head, and it's bullshit. But I think that it's the same thing when it comes to uh, businesses that need to it's not even be bold. It's just don't suck. Don't shy away from just taking a stand. And a lot of, in my opinion, good content is just claiming a, a point of view. And right. being bold enough to, to commit to that. Well, what's interesting is it's a great point is if you look at the top 50 people that are crushing it with their personal brand right now, mm-hmm. none of them are vanilla. None of them are bland. None of them have, you know, oh, I'm just operating in a sea of sameness and I'm just like everyone else, right? White they all right. they all have a strong opinion, a strong, a unique perspective. They mm-hmm. have something that where they're leveraging their personality and maybe it's their energy, maybe it's their quirkiness, their humor, whatever it is, they're bringing that to the forefront in their content. Yet when people go and, and they'll share those people's videos, I'm like, oh, did you see the video about Gary or Grant Cardone or this or that? And then when you're talking to them about building their own content strategy, all the people that they follow do that. And then when people are, companies are building out their own content strategy, they just, for some reason, don't think it applies. It's like, right. let's share this corporate article or the Forbes article, or let's post about how our company, you know, hired a new person and we're going to be at this conference next week. Who the hell cares? Nobody gives Right? Me. Like no <laughs> one cares. That's, that's it. Nobody that's, that's cares, right? I know. It's, hey, take that something right there is bad marketing, is it not? That's bad marketing, that's man. Bad. Take something, yeah. and t- just take, pull something on, that's, pull something that's going on in your, in your industry right now and, and, Think about how you think about it maybe a little differently. Share your unique thoughts and perspective on it. Provide some value for the audience where they can go, wow, that was interesting. You know, I've never heard that before. That's mm-hmm. that's making me think a little bit differently about that. Or, you know what, let's go try that tomorrow. Like, that was a good actionable takeaway, right? That's the kind of stuff that your customers are craving, yet everyone wants to put out like, ooh, let's not ruffle the feathers. Let's right. just be very, very safe here. And safe doesn't sell. It doesn't no, work. It doesn't. No, not at all. And it's, it just becomes that drowning sea. And, um, I've, I've mentioned this before, but, uh, Roy Williams is an author. That's a great author. Uh, fooling Broca is part is in one of his, uh, the chapters of his book. And, uh, you know, when you just blend in, you look like everything else. Our brains just say, yep, I've seen it, been there, done that. Don't need to pay attention to you. And it's just, you're gone. Right. You know, there's no distinction whatsoever. And it's really not that hard. We all started there. We all, you know, 
Because companies are not these abstract things. They're made up of humans. Somebody started that company. And somebody had some impetus where they said, I, this needs to be done differently. But the moment that most people get on that path and they say, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, put that out there. That might be too strong. Yeah. Right. Got to do it. Right. Yeah. And the key is you got to think about it. if you're wondering, like, if what if the content you're putting out is going to ruffle feathers and you're worried about it disrupting too much, like you're worried it's too heavy. Mm-hmm. You got to go back to your values and why you're creating content in the first place. And yeah. so if I'm putting something out there, and I'm like, man, this is like really bold and disruptive and this could piss some people off or, or repel some people. My, that might be a great thing because I want to repel certain people and I want to attract right. other people with my marketing. Well, they want your customer anyway, were they? Exactly. But if I'm wondering, did I, am I crossing a line? I go back to my values and who I am as a person and my foundation. And I think, is this is this content going to help people? Is it going to impact people in a positive way? Maybe it'll ruffle some feathers, but will it change people's perspectives? Will it help them move forward? And if the answer is yes, then I'm going to go ahead and do it. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, uh, you put out, was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago, your CEO? Uh, <coughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well done. I, I got a good laugh yeah. out of that one. Well, I, even on that post, I got a comment where people are like, hey man, your target customer is a CEO and then you're putting out videos about how a CEO is kind of like clueless about marketing and how they're making all this, all these mistakes and their egos getting the best of them and it's dragging the company down. And I'm thinking, he's like, aren't you worried about, you know, turning off the CEOs? And I'm thinking, no, because the people I'm trying to attract, they see that CEO and they go, yeah. I don't want to be that person. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Just pointing out the pink elephant, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's Why just the not? truth. It's yeah, the truth. Yeah. Right. Oh, yep. man. Yeah. So how many of those types of messages do you get when you put out, you know, with you being bold and, and sharing your point of view? I think the number one reason I've been able to grow my brand on LinkedIn was because I put out edutainment content and I was not scared to fail or make a you know stupid video or fall flat on my face. And I did many times. But yeah. I learned and I adjusted and I, you know, became a better creator because of it. But in the beginning, I, of course, I got a lot of comments like people would be, I'd put out, you know, a humorous video or something that had a good message behind it that I would consider edutainment. And I've had, I'd have people comment like, this is blasphemy. This doesn't belong on LinkedIn and this is a professional <laughs> platform. And, yeah. you know, I, I think it's changed right. over the last few years, but in 2019, 2000, early 2020, 2020, it was kind of a different platform to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, but I think that me being bold and that was me being bold. That was me being me. It wasn't me trying to be someone else. I, mm-hmm. if you hang around with me, I like to have fun. I like to, I'm quirky. I like to, I have a sense of humor. I, I get passionate and fired up about stuff. Oh, so yeah. I was like done hiding that from the world. I was like, I'm not going to hide this anymore. Like I'm going to bring this to my content. And as soon as I started doing that, my content started to take off. Taking and off, so that's yeah. why I encourage other people, like you gotta be trying to bring that out. Don't try to put mm-hmm. something in that wasn't already in there. That's a mistake because yeah. that's being disingenuous and that's not being authentic. But take the things that already are you and bring them out in your content because people will feel that and connect with that a lot more. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Yes. 100%. And you gotta be willing to fail. You have to be willing to fall right on your face like many, many times and be able yeah. to say, I will keep getting back up and learning and getting better no matter what. Right. And I think that really is one thing that causes people to pull back. They're like, oh, it's not totally. going to be great. You got to ship it. I, is there anybody who has ever shipped something perfect the first time they've done it? No, not that I'm aware not, of. Not even in, in, aside from marketing, just in anything, sports, right. acting, right. like what do you, you know, if I was teaching you how to play golf, which I'm not a good golfer, but if I was trying to teach somebody how to play golf for the very first time, 
what am I going to expect them to be out there and be like Tiger Woods? It's like, no, no way. It's going to yeah. take you there's years. Yeah. yeah, there's a curve yeah. here. And, there, and there's always, of course, natural ability where there may be certain things that somebody's better at naturally than you are and vice versa. Mm -hmm. But everyone has that curve where they got to put in the work and the time. And if you look at the elite athletes, like think about the MJs, the Kobe Bryants, the LeBrons, the Michael Phelps, all these people, what, you'll notice a very common trend with all of them. And they're all obsessively have, have really strong work ethics and they're obsessed mm -hmm. with their craft. Yeah. Like they spend more time in the gym. They're the first ones there. They're the last ones to leave. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they had some talent to begin with, but it was what they did to develop that talent over the course of years. And it's the same thing in marketing. Like yeah. everyone has their strong suits and their, their weak points, their strengths, but what are you doing to develop and to develop the skills over a period of time? In most companies, they're not training their people how to create content. They're not developing mm -hmm. people around that stuff. Right. So there's, there's resources everywhere, but you got to start training or, you know, start developing yourself. Yeah, and it's so important because if you don't just get started, if you don't put things out there and take a risk, you know, people aren't thinking about you. I saw something the other day. It's like in our in my 20s, I was worried about what people were thinking. In my 40s, I didn't care what they were thinking. In my 60s, I realized they weren't thinking about me at all. They don't get it. <laughs> yeah. um, but just getting started because really effective marketing, you have to build that relationship. So if you're only talking to people transactionally and saying, Hey, I want you to buy something from me. You're, you're really in a sea of blandness, but if you take the time to put things out there so they can see your personality, your character. Uh, I mean, that's what we, you know, largely what we call brand, right. but you have to consistently do that so that there's a relationship there. All things considered, we want to do business with people we know. Well, the only, re the only way they're going to know you is if you put stuff out there, right? Right. And the reality is nobody logs on to social media to consume ads and to be no. sold. No. no, and Never. just think about how you, how you consume content, right? You're not logging on to Instagram or LinkedIn no. to be like, I can't wait to see the ads that are here today. Yeah, I know they're going to be good ones, no. you know, like no. nobody's doing that. They're, they're, why are they logging on? Like they're trying to see how their own content's doing. They're trying to be entertained. Mm -hmm. They're trying to be educated. Maybe they're researching something. Mm -hmm. They want something out of it. And so that's right. at the core of every content marketing strategy is what are you giving to the audience, to the customer? Give, 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 and you shall receive. That That's the basis of it. Too many people just want to, all right, here's give, but then I want to receive, 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 receive. Or from day one, they just want to receive everything. It's like, here's our product, our service. It's like, dude, no one cares. Yep. Like you got to earn this business, right? You got to earn the trust and the, and the relationship that you have to build. So yeah, yeah that's the value has, has got to be at the, at the cornerstone of it all. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's good, man. Well, we really appreciate you uh, chatting with us. And so tell us how people can get in touch with you um, because I, I dig the hell out of what you're doing. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, the best way to get in touch with me, I mean, there's a couple things. One, you can go to LinkedIn. I'm on there pretty much every single day posting content. So it's Alex B. Sheridan. Um, and then a couple other things. One, if you go to our website, impacts.com, I, M as in Mary, P as in Paul, A, X, S as in Sam, and you go to the top right, there's what, what I uh, call a content library. In that content library, we're adding new videos and blogs every single week. So if you're curious about what video equipment to use, how to build a, a content strategy, you know, how to dominate LinkedIn, how to master short form video, whatever you're looking for, it's all in that content library. And it's almost like a paid course, but it's free. So if you're listening right now, and, I, and I'm encouraging, uh, we're helping our clients build out the same thing too, because I really think all companies should be building out a content library for a ton of different reasons. You can repurpose content, it's SEO, all that stuff. But that's a, that's a good place to go to. The YouTube channels, uh, the, a lot of the same videos end up there as well. 
Awesome. One more question before we let you go. Yeah. If you had to give someone one piece of advice from your corner of marketing on how to be successful, just one, would it be authenticity? What would it be? Obsessively focus on your core customer. Obsessively focus on your audience. Get get ultra curious into more than anyone else does in the entire marketplace. Know your customer better than anyone else does. And then think about how can I blow their mind with the type of content and value that I put out. Some of the best messages that I've, I get all the time, and even I got one the other day where someone was like, your YouTube videos and your LinkedIn content and I, all over the place, but they'll say, you put out so much value for free, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like you should be charging for this. All and right. I'm like, that's it, that's the exact strategy. When you're putting out the type of content where people go, dude, this is so good, yeah. you should be charging money yeah. for it. You know you're being success you're successful. You, you know you're on the right track and guess right. who they're gonna come, when, think about this, who, who are they gonna come to when they're ready to purchase? When oh, they're exactly. ready to partner with a company, when you've provided so much value, they actually feel like they owe you something at this point, right? right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, that's the trust. That's the level of high level of trust and credibility that that you have the opportunity to build on with your content that most companies won't do because they're playing the surface game. How do we show a little bit of value and then get them to sign up for this so we can drip, you know, funnel them and then we yeah. can you know and send, send emails out and cold calls and, and it's like I'm not crazy and right. I, I'm not playing that game. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to give a ton of value to people and really impact people, knowing that it's going to come back to me because that's just how it works. God, I love it. I love it. That's perfect. Awesome. All right, man. Well, All right, guys, nice. let's do this again soon. Thank you, for man. sure, man. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you need help, email us at helpme at badmarketingsucks.com. And if you have any topics or questions, email us at yep at badmarketingsucks.com. Subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or a five-star review on Spotify. Until next week.